You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey, coaches. This episode is part of my Money Mastery series. If you want to see the show notes, you can go to prosperouscoach.com slash 58. I am about to suggest a new mindset and practice that will help you take a big leap in the amount of money that you earn from your coaching business. And this can help even if you haven't had a lot of paying clients. It's all about taking yourself seriously as a business owner and graduating from that hobby-like coaching business to what's called a going concern, a sustainable business that reliably provides for you and your family. There are two parts to this episode, so it's a little bit longer than some of my other episodes, but I ask you to bear with me because I'm going to first explain the three phases of coaching business development, and you'll see why I want you to have this as background in just a while. The second part is about planning. Planning to earn could actually mean that you do earn and earn well, so planning while it may not be the most fun thing to do, it can be really fun when you get the results that you aim for, or at least get better results than you ever have before. I'm purposefully keeping this financial part very basic. So if you've been a chief financial officer in a corporation or a CPA, or this is your second entrepreneurial experience, you may not need this second part at all. But if you're a new coach longing to earn well in your first business, then what I'm sharing may shift something inside you that really needs shifting. So let's dig into the three phases of coaching business development. The first phase is called the startup phase. If you're listening to this podcast regularly and you like it, then you probably are in the startup phase. The startup phase is really what I help new coaches do right from the get-go. In this phase, you create your business foundation. You decide on the big problem you're going to solve for a viable audience. You do some market research. You develop your niche, brand, messaging, website, and signature program. You learn how to effectively enroll higher-paying clients. You choose a set of marketing strategies to attract your audience. You fully take on the role of business owner. And when I say fully take on, it takes some time to do this. And people are all different about that. It is a process that's important in this phase. You're also going to plan all aspects of your business, including your earnings, and begin to transition into, if you want it, full-time coaching. So that's the startup phase. And I'm going to take a stab at a metaphor that I hope will help you understand the importance of each of these phases. So let's pretend your desire to have a coaching business is like an apple tree seed. And for good measure, you put several of these vision seeds into healthy soil. You give them water, warmth, and light. And soon, little sprouts come up. And if you're a good gardener, you leave the strongest seedlings to grow and you sacrifice the rest. That's the phase when you nail down your niche and audience. 
The goal is to have one tree to focus your love and attention on. And then you move into the establish phase, the second phase. This is where your business begins to feel real. In this phase, you will consistently put out good content targeted to your audience in order to attract them. You're developing your reputation. You're building your leads list and followers on social media. You're mastering how to enroll clients, getting better and better at that. You begin to earn enough that you could step away from your job, especially if you put aside some savings. You're going to be growing your website search engine optimization through that content as well. And you'll find spheres of influence or colleagues who can help your star rise. You will establish the ideal rhythm and flow of your business and fine tune it to maximize profits and work smarter to fit your lifestyle. So back to the metaphor, this is the place where the Little tree has set down some strong roots, and it delivers its first harvest. And if you make it through that phase, then you can get to the third phase, which is the maintain or scale phase. Essentially, you've made it. You found your sweet spot in your business. Now you can maintain it and enjoy it. Or if you're hungry to do more, you can expand into new programs products, markets, whatever you want to do. You know, you're holding the reins. You get to make your little empire as big as you want. So the apple tree has become a reliable producer and it not only feeds your family, but you can grow a whole orchard if you want. So why did I tell you about these three phases? Partly, it's so that you know that reaching that desired place of the sweet spot does require successful completion of the stages before that. Now, you may have just finished coach training and are beginning to develop your business model. You may have done bits and pieces of that and think that you should be now getting clients and earning well. Well, maybe you're pushing that a bit. Maybe you really have to do a little bit more of that foundation building before that happens. The startup phase is the most important phase of business. If you rush through this, if you don't have a solid foundation, the reality is nothing is going to grow. Coaches often ask me how long it will take before they are established and earning well as a coach. (laughs) And I say it really depends on you how quickly and thoroughly you successfully start up and how well you create a mindset within yourself that helps you take your business seriously. Now, every month, there is a continuous flood of new coaches graduating from coach training and beginning that startup phase. Many coaches never complete that phase, either because they intentionally move on to something else, or they haven't done something that will help their business take root. And strong roots are the most important part for sustained growth. And that's why the field of coaching isn't saturated with sustainable coaching businesses and may never be. And it may seem shocking or sad to say that, but it's really a natural thing. Lots of people stream into entrepreneurial businesses of all types, but don't stay in them. And there's lots of reasons for that. But 
the need to graduate from one phase of business to another is what levels the playing field. Entering into an entrepreneurial business, I think, is a hero's journey no matter what the outcome. There's value to the journey even if it ends by getting off the path and onto another. The reality is that everyone hits some roadblocks in each phase of business development that could lead to closing up shop. The trick is, you guys, not to give up on yourself or your business. If you haven't heard it already, I encourage you to listen to episode 49. It's called The Only Good Reason to Give Up on Your Coaching Business, and you can find that at prosperouscoach.com slash 49. It's about developing the patience, as well as other skills, to allow your coaching business to blossom. So now, having shared with you the phases of coaching business development as background, let's move on to the second part of this episode, which is about revenue and profit planning 101, or maybe 101A. (laughs) If you have your foundation set, help yourself move from the startup phase into the established phase by doing these four things. Four important, possibly foreign things to you. The first thing is to create an expense budget. You know, as a new coach, there's a real temptation to get this account, get that account, get this app and that app, and the cost can really build up quickly. There's also the temptation to buy a lot of online training or a lot of courses because you're desperate to understand how to do this right. And I completely understand that. This is why you want to create a budget. You really want to see what you're spending, even in startup. And as you go along, you're going to want to adjust that budget and maybe get rid of some things in order to be having better profits. The other thing you want to do is to set revenue and profit goals. I'd say quarterly. Set an idea for what you're going for, and that will trigger something in your mind that makes you realize this is serious business, you know, you're going to need to actually do things in order to make that income, or at least strive towards that income. And you set profit goals too, because profit is what really matters in the long run. Revenue is important, of course. But once you figure out your profits, you're going to see that both are critical. You also want to track and review your business financials, either monthly or quarterly. I think when you're getting started, it's good to do it monthly. It's good to just sort of see what's happening financially. And it's good to develop a little bit of a thick skin around this because you don't want to be beating yourself up if you don't make a goal. You just want to simply say, okay, I need to do more. I need to do better. I need to focus in somehow. And then the last thing is to make improvements and set better goals every year. Now, I can hear you groaning. Maybe you'd rather do cold calls than set financial goals and track them. But I will tell you, there is solid proof that stepping into that CFO, chief financial officer role of your business, dramatically increases how much money you're able to provide for your family from your coaching business. If you set revenue goals, you'll earn more than if you don't. If you set profit goals, 
you'll have more money to dedicate to the things you really care about in your life. I remember setting my first money goals in my coaching business. When I didn't reach them, I got bogged down in shame and a sense of failure. But then I learned the trick to financial goals is to set a strong enough goal that it's a stretch for you and then hold it lightly as a potential milestone. But at the same time, take it seriously in terms of the actions you're going to take to reach it. Now, a quick distinction between revenue and profits. I know this may seem really remedial if you know about this already, but let's just be clear about what we're talking about. Revenue is the money that you're paid for your services and products. So let's say you have 10 clients and they each paid you $10,000 for a year-long program, and that's 100000 in revenue. But that's not $100,000 that you'll be able to use. And the reason is because profit is the money you keep after business expenses, costs, and taxes have been subtracted from the revenue. So let's just say, I'm just getting some round numbers here for ease. Let's say you pay 20% in taxes and you spend $2,000 to attract each of those 10 clients. So 2,000 times 10 is 20,000 and 20% in taxes for 100,000 is $20,000. So you take $40,000 away from that revenue and that leaves you $60,000 in profit. Now, that's not a bad profit, but perhaps you could do better if you have lower expenses or lower taxes. Something could change there. But I think a good rule of thumb is if you want to end your year with $100,000 in profit, aim to make $140,000 in revenues at least. Then do the things day to day, week to week, month to month to make that happen. So I want to ask you, have you ever set revenue goals or profit goals for your business? If you haven't, you're in really good company among coaches. The truth of it is that most new coaches simply wake up every day and do what they feel like doing in their business instead of the things that will really help them to shift to the established phase. They just hope it will result in enough clients and income each year. Now, that mindset and habit is really more for a hobby business, but not for a going concern, a business that provides well for you and your family. To step fully into the role of business owner and earn more, you want to plan your revenue and profits. Then plan exactly how you'll earn and work your plan. That's what I call hustle. What would motivate you to generate that kind of hustle where you're serious about earning well in your coaching business? If you already have a job or if your income for your coaching business isn't actually needed to pay the household bills, it is a lot harder to summon the hustle to really make things happen and to get to that established phase and then the maintain or scale phase. How are you going to do that? How are you going to generate the hustle that you need to earn well as a coach? Well, to start, 
create a need for the money that you'll earn. Then pay yourself a salary out of your earnings to cover that need. For example, commit to yourself that you'll pay your mortgage or rent each month for your family from your coaching business income. Move the money from your business checking to your personal checking and call that a salary. Over time, add in more bills or perhaps X number of dollars that goes into a college or vacation fund each month. Be sure it's a monthly amount that you have to make because that will help you get into a rhythm in your coaching business. You'll need to keep enough money in your business account to cover all your expenses and taxes. And this will help you see the real financial value of your business. You know, it's strange. I hated all this stuff when I started, but now I really enjoy it. I enjoy seeing the flows. And yeah, you know, when things are a little slower and it happens to everyone, I get a little worried, maybe, briefly. (laughs) And I just set a stronger revenue goal and then do more in order to achieve that. It's a way of taking full responsibility for yourself, for your business, for your earnings. Along the way, you may realize that you have too many monthly expenses, too many apps and services you're paying for that are reducing your profits. So you'll make adjustments and you'll learn. It's good to realize that sometimes when other coaches or business owners brag about their revenue, that the money that they spent or the expenses to reach those revenues is likely a high proportion of the money they've made. In other words, their revenues may seem high and and really tasty like you want to do that. Perhaps so are their expenses, and that means their profits are low. You've heard me praise the value of a simple business model for coaches. Listen to episode five if you haven't heard it yet. It's all about that. You can find that at prosperouscoach.com slash five. Sometimes it's better to keep a low overhead and simpler business model than to buy into that idea of passive revenue or scaling up which can result in lower profits and a massive amount of work. Honestly, it's how I got sick. I shared my personal story about this before. I scaled up my business in 2006 and earned multiple six figures over the next few years, but profits were low because of all the apps and assistance I needed in order to sell my online training programs, group and retreat programs. Ads are another way that you can spend a lot of money and have it go really fast. If I did all those things now, sure, I'd be wiser about the way I did it, no doubt. But here's the reality. Not everyone needs a big empire to have an enjoyable coaching business that earns well for their family. And no matter what, it's best to start with a simple business model and then grow into those more complex and involved ways of earning later. Once you really know what you're doing, what your value is, what your style of coaching is, how you like to work, your work style preferences, you know, how people are finding you, all those things, let yourself grow into it. Let yourself grow into the stages of business. In the next episode, I'll explain a way to package and price a signature program that helps you earn well on low expenses so your profits are high. In the meantime, Set yourself some revenue 
and profit goals and do what it takes to earn those. And don't beat yourself up if you don't quite make it, but give yourself a lot of credit for having earned more simply because you did do that business owner thing of setting those goals and then doing the actions that it takes to achieve. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.